Welcome to another episode of Stocks to Watch for exclusive one-on-one discussions with company leaders to help you make informed investment decisions. I'm Ashley Berry, and today we're talking gold investments. Alex Scanlon, Managing Director and CEO of Barton Gold Holdings Limited, is here with us. The gold exploration company has a pipeline of advanced exploration projects in brownfield mines and 100% ownership of the only regional gold mill in the central Galler Creighton of the South Australia. They are listed on the Australian Stock Exchange as BGD, the Frankfurt Exchange as BGD3, and the OTCQB in the US as BGDFF. Welcome, Alex. Great to have you with us today. Thank you for having me, Ashley. So could you give us a brief overview of Barton Gold and its core focus areas, you know, for our viewers who are maybe not familiar with it at this point? Yeah, sure. So the very high level uh, story of Barton Gold is that we are a pure play gold, pure play South Australian developer. There is an historical 130 year old high grade gold producing district in the center of South Australia, right next to the very famous copper belt that BHP builds and is now consolidated. And we've now gone and essentially consolidated every significant historical exploration and producing asset there. We acquired the only gold mill in the region. And we've actually taken a step back. The idea is to actually unlock the broader regional geology and build a multi-million ounce platform or put that sort of development pathway in place and then turn it all on in a staged, lower risk, lower cost development model, first leveraging our existing mill to get into very high profitability operations at low cost, and then using those cash flows to fund into our second mill and potentially in the future, a third mill and continue to consolidate and grow with the objective to be producing 150,000 ounces per annum as sort of our corporate target. Mm. So with the rising commodity prices, you know, there are many junior companies seeking to have a position in those markets. What really sets Barton Gold apart from other gold juniors? Maybe you can elaborate on your unique differentiators, such as existing infrastructure, sources of income, institutional team, et cetera. Yeah, look, I think I think there's a couple of key things you've touched on there. One is, is the platform. And that comes down to sort of the infrastructure. Um, there are a lot of developers, of course, that have some very interesting assets and sometimes in really you know great regions, but they are infrastructure remote or sort of stranded assets. We adopted a strategy of, of basically getting control of the sort of main infrastructure in that region as the ability to leverage our own resources, but then also to look at how we could potentially unlock other resources around us. So a number of people now coming in around us exploring aggressively. And of course, that gives us a, a strong leadership position there that we will hope to expand or extend with the second mill. Uh, the other thing that really sets us apart is probably some combination of, of, of purpose and progress, right? So when we look at what we're doing, uh, we aren't just drilling uh, and building out a resource near somebody else's mill in the hope that they're going to acquire us. We have the mill, we have a resources footprint, we have an actual development pathway where we can move forward independently at low cost. So we intend to take these assets into operations. And that puts us in a very strong position, both in terms of internal decision making, but then also in terms of facing the market. If somebody wants to have a conversation with us about MA, there's going to be a genuine conversation because we can adopt the stance, we'd love to have you, we don't need you. And part of demonstrating that is notwithstanding a very difficult market for gold equities, in particular for the past three years, as you know, 
you know, many people have sort of sort of stopped doing work. We have been consistently doing work, consistently growing, consistently building that geological model. And finally, uh, and probably the fourth the fourth P, if you will, was people. Uh, we've built an institutional quality team. Uh, our leadership team, uh, just in sort of the kind of eight key people that we have highlighted in our presentation, have well over 200 years of experience exploring for permitting, financing, building, operating, and optimizing major mining operations with a particularly strong pedigree in gold and South Australia. So we have got a, a board and leadership team that have very complementary skill sets everything from exploration to plant development and operation. And if you remember your gold m and history, right now, everyone is talking about Newmont buying Newcrest. 22 years ago, it was Newmont buying Normandy Mining, which was Australia's largest gold producer in the early 2000s. Uh, three of my senior team, about half of my leadership team, are formerly of Normandy and Newmont Mining. So we have a lot of that very strong expertise in actually building and managing major gold operations. Fantastic. You know, I might actually add the number five could be pedigree. So you have five Ps as you're talking. Um, you know, you That's talked right. about <laughs> you talked about the consolidation efforts. You mentioned significant progress in the past three years. Um, how is this rapid development contrasted with the general trend seen in junior gold companies? Look, I mean, as a as a byproduct or a consequence of a downturn in sentiment for gold securities, which we can certainly contrast with the general sentiment around gold, right? We see the gold price going up and gold equities getting impressed. Now, people are people are and have been looking elsewhere. That seems to be changing, but the consequence of that is that uh, investors are not providing support generally across that market, and particularly in the developer end. A lot of these companies end up starved for capital. So they're forced to kind of step back to a very little work, um, raise and fund for survival methodology. And the impact of that is that you kind of get stuck. You can get stuck with your feet in the sand or sometimes the cement. Um, and so, you know, to, to contrast us there, we raised a very great deal of capital. We, we were very well capitalized three years ago. We, 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 we sort of looked forward and saw a two to three year valley of death across the, the gold equities, um, which, you know, in the investment side and market side is, is my domain. So we, you know, we, we predicted that correctly. We made sure we were very well capitalized uh, and we also monetize our assets. So we've been able to continue sprinting. And the idea is we in many ways have leapfrogged many of those peers who have sort of just been doing raises, but making no progress and diluting their shareholders. We've now leapfrogged many of those competitors or peers we now have a faster timeline to operations than they do because of our fully permitted mills and fully uh, fully licensed mill, fully permitted mining leases. Uh, and we have the momentum to actually be on the front side of a rising wave and you know return to sentiment in the gold market as opposed to paddling along behind it. So that has taken three years of very intensive work, but it's obviously it's something we feel paying off and, and we can see in our, our share prices uh, uh, up around uh, 70, 80% over the past 12 to 13 months. And, and we're outperforming sort of our peers by anywhere between 50 to 90%. So it's it's um, it's been an interesting experience, I can tell you that much. Yeah, absolutely. Certainly at the forefront. I'd love to hear more about some of the key achievements in 2023 around your projects. I know you mentioned something, uh, big updates in April, and then uh, and then the most recent one this month. 
Correct. Yes. Yeah. So we have essentially two main project areas that we see being developed and operated in tandem as part of our sort of stage two long-term development project. And that is the Tarkula project. That's the home of the Tarkula Goldfield, which is fairly famous. It was the site of South Australia's high-grade gold rush in the late 1800s. And then we have the Tunkhilia Gold Project. And this is 70 kilometers to the south, or about 45 miles for your viewers. <clears throat> and and this, this is actually the largest undeveloped uh, gold-only deposit in South Australia. So this is a very interesting opportunity to combine these and develop big bulk open pit mineralization at Tunkhilia with shallow high-grade mineralization at Tarkula, where historically about 125,000 ounces have been produced at an average grade of about 25 gram per ton. So we are advancing both of these in parallel. The idea uh, with Tonkhilia is to crystallize that large-scale base load platform. And now we're accelerating uh, high-grade shallow gold with Tarkula. So what we've done in 2023, this is a year where many years of work in terms of technical work hit, technical work hit the road. Tonkhilia, we have now added our 413,000 ounces of gold mm -hmm. during 2023 alone, uh, our latest update being 224,000 ounces uh, earlier this week. Uh, and importantly, we've added that in five uh, sort of, uh, sorry, we've added all of that in three new zones that we predicted correctly using our new geophysical tools. And so the result was that we've added those ounces very cheaply. So those 400,000 ounces have been added at an all-in cost, a fully inclusive cost uh, at the corporate level of around 14 Australian dollars per ounce or sub 10 US dollars per ounce, which is really kind of global industry leading uh, low cost. And then at Tarkula, we've just announced, uh, I want to say last week or the week before, we've kind of just published, revealed uh, a new 3D structural model, uh, which for the first time in 130 years, we can place all of these high-grade gold events in a consistent structural framework. And of course, then pursue a number of other high-grade targets that have never been tested for gold, but should or could potentially host that gold based on that model. So it's been a crystallization year in terms of the geological thesis and starting to grow. And then moving into 2024, we've already sort of preset the table for a whole bunch of additional news flow, a whole bunch of additional growth. And we think 2024 is going to be sort of another transformative year for us. Yeah, it sounds like a lot of innovative work going on, especially around your exploration strategies. Um, with approximately 4 million in gold concentrates production this year, how do you think this has contributed to your overall financial health? I know you talked a little bit about the financials, but you know I think we're interested in hearing about the future investment plans. Look, for us, that's obviously very valuable. Uh, you know, we're an unusual, uh, you know, explorer developer in that we monetize our assets. So, you know, we've produced four million dollars, as you mentioned, uh, worth of concentrates, uh, which we currently have in stock for sale. Uh, and we're actually on track to generate around $10 million in additional non-dilutive cash from asset monetization initiatives since we IPO'd about two and a half years ago. Now, the net effect of this is, yes, we have, uh, we've been very efficient with our exploration. So we do things sort of faster, better, cheaper than most. And that comes down to a lot of uh, preparatory uh, R&D and innovation style work. Uh, so we've sort of gotten good at aiming, uh, aiming very, very well. Um, but we're also getting uh, and, and have been quite good at generating capital internally to subsidize this exploration. Uh, the net effect is that, you know, we're two and a half years post IPO and our IPO shareholders still on 95% of our company. Now, I, if I had to go across my peers, I think on average, you know, over two and a half years, they probably diluted between, you know, 40 and 70%. So that's kind of the, the tangible 
result of how advantageous that is for us. Uh, and it gives us the you know, it gives us the ability to plan much farther forward because we're not sort of in a position where we've got to raise two or three million dollars every every six to nine months just to sort of survive, but we can't actually initiate ours. As of the end of September, we had close to thirteen million dollars worth of cash and golden concentrates on hand, uh, and we are going to we are going to continue looking at uh, unlocking uh, potential gold in our existing stockpiles as well. So. It's been a very, very valuable tool for us. It's been a very valuable tool for our shareholders. Um, you know, several of whom you know, on the institutional side have, have confirmed we're the number one, uh, number one performing junior gold in their portfolio by a huge margin. So it's it's uh, it, it's proven to be quite valuable to us in in many respects. Yeah, the future looks bright for Barden Gold. Looking ahead to 2024, let's talk about briefly key catalysts. And I know you touched on some milestones. Oh, but I think investors and, and stakeholders would be excited to hear a little bit more. Yeah, so I'll, I'll try to be brief because you know we have a huge amount of work that's always going on in the background. Uh, we've just grown that Tonkelia resource again, so that's the second time in 2023. We are still waiting, however, for another sort of half of all the assays that we we drilled on that project to come back. So we we prioritize the growth around the main deposit area. We also have another sort of 8,000 meters of assays uh, coming back from three regional satellite uh, gold zones that we identified a few years ago, and a really large potential discovery target just to the southeast of that main deposit. So there is potential, if, if those results come back positive, and we'd expect to have those assays back around February, you know, ideally in a perfect world, we'd be putting out yet another Jork Resources update in March or so. So that would be three resource updates in 12 months. Uh, and potentially we could be talking about some pretty exciting uh, discovery results in terms of unlocking the next several kilometers this year. Moving up to the neighboring project at Tarkula, we have an existing historical high-grade pit there. So we've identified the structural framework. Uh, we have a high-grade pit. We've done a little bit of drilling in the pit floor, a little bit of drilling along strike. We're going to come back in and drill some more in the pit floor and along strike and see if we can't crystallize 20, 30, 40, 50,000 ounces on that pit and essentially crystallize that sort of year one of stage one strategy to go through our mill. That material processes through our mill with about 94, 95% recovery. And we're also going to go test four or five of our favorites of those structural repeats. So the idea is hopefully by the 30th of June, we could have another two resources updates, potentially multiple discoveries. Uh, during this time, we're going to be selling more gold concentrates. We're going to be probably announcing a couple of other interesting things. We're pretty good at we're pretty good at, at pulling surprises out. Um, and so we've got a few a few a few cards up our sleeves that we're working on in the background. Uh, and and I think that uh, over the next six months, will be a very interesting time to be watching our news flow. So hence, now is the time to get involved, get interested in your company. Alex Scanlon, thank you so much. Managing Director and CEO of Barton Gold yeah. Holdings Limited. Thank you for your time and for sharing your exciting story here with us on Stocks to Watch. We look forward to sharing more with our Global One media audience. Thanks again, Alex. Thank you. 